0: Go easier, or do you want to go happy? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be happier doing those things that you know you need to be doing, but it's easier, not.
1: Zane, welcome back to the World XP Podcast, man. It's been a little while. Hell it's been a little yeah! While. Man, so we were just talking. We decided just to get started. We we're just talking about, like, for me personally, lack of podcast episodes recently been i had some people up and they didn't respond it wasn't like people that i knew that i got ghosted it was like people that were doing cool stuff and then they probably got busy or whatever like no hard feelings that sort of thing And we were just talking about in in the youtube world so yeah go ahead with what you were saying
0: yeah so what i was gonna say and i think this goes for it's a it's a good and it's an interesting point to make about content creation and it it's kind of like a microcosm of, like, a larger point about life in general, I think, but I think we all know the kind of content needed to, like, blow up, right, so for you, for a podcast, let's say, and what I was going to say was I'm trying to praise you because you're going and finding these cool people that are doing these cool things and trying to get them on your show, and, you know, that's that's all you can do because I think we all know what we need to make if we want to, you know, get some traction, you know what I mean, so for YouTube, it's like, these are the kind of videos that are blowing up, right? Let's say, like for me, uh, a few weeks ago, I made a Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I walked around UCF's campus and I asked a bunch of, I played Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader with a bunch of students. And like content like that, that one, it's done okay. Like that video done all right. But we all know what we need to make, whether it be a podcast, you need to have really like well-known guests on the podcast to blow up. Or for a video, you need to make like something like you're walking around on a college campus, or you're doing X, Y, or Z that you know gets a lot of views. We all know if you've been in the space long enough, what's going to do well. The, just the question is like, are you going to create that content or not? Which I think is so like that What's good about what you're doing is by reaching out to these people, you're trying to make that content that's going to get tracked. You know, a lot of people in the podcast space, bro, they just get their friends that are like, oh, like you you do some cool stuff and I already know you. So I'll just, I'll talk to you. But if you, we, you know, if you actually want to get somewhere, you have to get out of your kind of inner circle and the people you know, and are comfortable with, you have to do stuff that's out of your comfort zone. I think it goes for social media. It goes for life in general. You know?
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I think there's two points to that. One is like sometimes you got to get people in the inner circle on like yourself, because i know you're down for it and like if i haven't had anybody in a while and like i need to put something out be like hey zane let's record another one you're like yeah for sure because it's always interesting conversations and also it creates the vibe of like a genuine feel more than like if you're just meeting somebody for the first time over zoom it's maybe less not not genuine is not the right word but like the connection isn't all the way there so it's just a different type of of vibe that you got but also to your point, it's like sometimes the stuff that you think is gonna do well doesn't do well. And that's mm. that's kinda weird. Like for example, when I had um like no no wanna stay in the realm of politics, but when that all that stuff at the Loudoun County School Board was blowing up, I had one of the school board members on the podcast and that didn't wow, do very wow. well. And I like in my head I was like, either this is gonna bang or it's gonna be horrible, like nobody's gonna watch it. And that just depends on like who it actually reaches, you know. Exactly. So, it's kind of weird because, like, on, on one hand, if that that had been one that if it had hit the right like sort of sh- stream of like oh, the algorithm pushing it, it probably would have banged. But like, oh, it didn't. So, I don't know. I just it is what it is. But, but yeah, like with, just in terms of reaching out to people, the kind of the logic that I always use is if I like. Reaching out, not reaching out is the same as them saying no. So, like, I might as well reach out. And if they say no, if they say no, it's the same as if I didn't message them in the first place. So I might as well do it just
0: in case they say yes. Exactly, dude. I mean, that's the thing. And I think for what it's worth in both of our cases, my video not blowing up, your podcast episode not blowing up. I firmly believe if, you know, what's the odds that you're going to, the first pitch that's thrown to you, you're going to hit a home run probably pretty low, but if you keep taking swings and by swings, what I mean is you keep putting out those good pieces of content that, you know, are like, this is, this is time sensitive. Like for a podcast episode, just like you were saying, that stuff with the Loudoun County school board was going on. So you put out a time sensitive episode for a current event that was like, you thought would get good views. If you keep doing that, it will reach the right demographic. Like I think if you're truly putting in the effort and making good stuff then it's just a matter of time, really. But then yeah. it's about being honest with yourself and saying, am I making good stuff? Am I putting in enough
1: effort? Yeah. Sometimes that's a little bit weird because if you looked at the space, like, maybe 10 years ago or so, if you made good stuff, it would reach the right people. But now you kind of got you to get lucky now a little bit. It gets like, saturated, bro. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, in general, dude, just like you said, yeah, 10 years ago, but social media is so different now. There's so many. It's so accessible And it's like, that's a blessing and a curse. You go back to like YouTube, think about, I think one good example is like the gaming sphere of YouTube. Mm -hmm. It is so, so hard to blow up as a gaming YouTuber currently. And I used to love doing those videos when I was younger, because that was just kind of my first, the first videos I made, I was just like recording myself playing video games. But that that was at a time where there was way less people on YouTube. And it's like now, let's say you want to do like a Call of Duty video. You got millions of hours, probably billions of hours on YouTube of Call of Duty content right now. What are the odds that you're gonna? You know what I mean? But yeah, then, and getting uploaded every yeah, day right. continuously. Yeah, yeah. It's the same and with FIFA. Yeah.
1: Like the FIFA OGs who were there like 2012 or so. Like those guys were like that content. Would nobody would if they started doing that content now? Nobody would watch it.
0: Mm, hmm mm-hmm. And
1: so like. Mm. A collaboration. So point? Yeah.
0: Everybody's got 4K camera. Everybody's yeah. got 4K camera, highest quality microphone, like everything in between. It's like, I think just like as the amount of people that are doing it has increased, so has like, it's almost like the standards of entry. Because you can make a YouTube video with like a flip phone or something. You know what I mean? Anybody can post on YouTube. But to yeah. actually like get people to stay – why would I watch your, you know, whatever lower quality video when there's a hundred 4K quality high definition videos in my suggested box? You know what I mean? So that's it's definitely it's interesting. Like between now and ten, we're ten years ago. Just like you're saying, bro. It's like if you if you got a freaking phone camera for Christmas or some crap or a uh, a flip video. What was it called? There's was this one camera that my sister and I used to like mess with a lot, um, but. If you had just whatever kind of camera and you posted a funny video on YouTube, you got just as good a chance of going viral as anybody else. But it's totally changed how many people have been hopping on that different platform.
1: Yeah, 100%. You see it with, with soccer as well. Like you, you used to be able to upload like a crossbar challenge video where you just try to yeah. hit the crossbar from like the 18 or whatever. Yeah. And if it was like a little bit funny and you had kind of a funny thumbnail, like it might, it might blow up, but now it's like, yeah, you can't like you have to get somebody to click on it and then the content has to keep them there so like the thumbnail has to be good and like yeah. the other stuff so it's like that gets into the realm of like how hard do you want to clickbait? and yeah, like me, pers- me personally like that's not why I do it I like I try to do it a little bit with the soccer videos sometimes but with these I, I don't because that's not what it's about so like I don't know. Am I shooting myself in the foot? Maybe, but also like, that's not why that for me, that's not why, but yeah, dude, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Cause like you kind of feel, I think the term that was used was um mm-hmm. like legit bait where it's like, you have to get an enticing title and thumbnail that that's isn't, good. that isn't like that. a lie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure, bro. I totally agree with that. Cause I, there's lines, you know what I mean? Even though now, like, it is getting more difficult to blow up on YouTube and stuff. And I mean, look, to each their own. I think what is, it's a good and bad thing about social media is, like, anybody can post damn near anything. Like, you can find somewhere that you can post what it is that you want to post. But there's definitely, like, there's people out there who will just, they don't care about they don't. They don't have morals. They don't care about anything. Like I'm gonna clickbait. I'm gonna lie in the title, just like you're saying. And it's like, yeah, you could do that. Maybe it'll work out. A lot of times, those videos have just made dislikes as they have likes because people are like, "Why did you title it this way?" When that well, came they, the well they took
1: the dislike
0: number away. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But I mean, either way, it's, then you just won't. You won't get kind of the same viewership at, as I feel like people. Or let me, let me rephrase. You might get as many views as someone who is more, like, legit dating, like who's just making a a more regular title for their video. An enticing title. Yeah, more regular. Yeah, enticing title. It's not, like, a lie. But at the same time, like, you will still get the same number of more viewers because you're just lying, you know? There is incentive to just totally clickbait people. That's why I'm saying it's not I – I, like, I don't like when people do it, but I, I kind of get it a little –
1: Oh, but it's I, like, I get how, it for do sure. You want to
0: build your career off that, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I get it for sure. There are people like, I know people that built their, plat, like, their base off faking. Um, there's one guy who's in the, you know, the Sidemen? No. Hmm. So they're, uh, like, a English group. Like, they have all, they've all got, like, three or four million plus subscribers. And then the group channel's got, like, 10 million. Like, KSI's in it. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, one of the guys in that basically got famous because he faked these videos in fifa where basically like it's like a pink slip video it's like you play a game against somebody and if you lose then you have to like discard like a super expensive card he faked the like he faked all the discards and then when people found out he faked them then he got famous and then he just rode the wave and now he's still that was like eight years ago now i can buy
0: the stuff and actually discard these expensive yeah
1: yeah but nobody cares now but that's oh. like that goes to show like the difference in the space. Like there was a up like an uproar back then, but now like nobody cares, and so like I'm the
0: difference.
1: Well, the difference in the space, like eight ten years ago to now, is like he like if he did it now, canceled. <laughs> but now
0: you said you said he what
1: discarded. So it was like on FIFA. It it would have been like. Um, there was a way to like manipulate coins. So, like, if you had a Messi, for example, that was worth a million coins. If you lost the game, you'd have to like sell it to your friend for like ten thousand coins. Oh, so like they yeah. basically won the card off you by beating you in the game, and yeah. so he f- he faked the, those transactions basically. Word. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But
0: I mean, hey, to me, I don't. There's worse things you can do. No, hundred
1: percent. Like, but I'm saying, like, then people got really mad about it. But now. Like, depending oh, oh on how yeah, bro. Now it would like, be different.
0: Yeah, now it's like you compare that to some of the other things people do. Like, mm-hmm. bro, people be faking like anything, bro. They'll fake dying or they'll fake somebody dying. I mean, that's happened on YouTube. That they, they'll clickbait people into thinking that. I've seen. There's some guy. I can't remember his name. It's like jay something, but he's like a blogger, bro. Mm-hmm. He would fake like him dying he would fake his girlfriend doing stuff like and he blew up uh he got a ton of hate but he blew up a lot and that's that's the thing with youtube bro i mean you can you can fake a lot of stuff and you can get a lot of viewership off that but it's just is that it's what not, you want your foundation to
1: be? it's not sustainable
0: that too i feel like after a while people are just kind of like okay like it's just another fake video why do i want to keep watching this
1: yeah speaking of
0: fake deaths though the
1: thing so i had one guy on i don't remember which episode it was maybe 12 or 13 or something like that this guy Devante. he's like um like a musical artist one of his fans like faked his death or like tried to fake his death like one of his fans tried to fake the artist's death and so he had a bunch of people texting him like yo are you okay man he's like yeah why and then like they would send him articles or whatever like or, like, Facebook okay, posts, or like, yeah, saying, oh, yeah. this guy, like, passed away yesterday. And, like, Dude, that's, that's weird because going back I to what that, you were saying I about the accessibility. I huh?
0: I feel like I've read just that happening to artists.
1: Yeah. But that's because going back to what you were saying about people being so accessible, it's, like, so easy for somebody just to do that. And then, like, if you're reading it's stuff, it's so it's so important to, like, to make sure that just do a double check on on most things because people you start popping
0: bro the the information information about you is so accessible bro and it's like that it goes for any number of things like you you're at your address could get found your phone number your anything bro i mean that your friend Devante, bro he got his death bait and it's you you can't really do that without like having a decent bit of dish on somebody yeah so yeah it's scary
1: yeah Somebody put my phone number on, like, um, as a prank, like, you know, when you're in middle school and you would go on like, not Omegle but like, uh, forgot what the site was like one of those sites. And you would just like drop somebody's phone number on there or like comment on somebody's like a famous person, Instagram, like, Oh, that's their phone number. So somebody did it to me on like,
0: uh, Hey, yeah.
1: yeah, I think it was Justin Bieber or something like that. My friend yeah. put my phone number in his comments. He was like, oh, this is his phone number. It's been leaked. And for the next, like, three days, just, like, all the, like, FaceTimes, phone calls, texts, like, from, like, 12-year-old girls. I'm like, dude, it's like, fuck you, Ben." <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it
1: is, it's wild that pe- people will just do anything and everything for, like, for a bit of fame. It's kind of okay, weird. Bro.
0: A little bit of fame.
1: I don't know I don't know it's kind of weird because like people it is people there's a lot of
0: bad stuff dude you know what doxing is Mm mhm and that's that's a thing now like why 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 are people I I think there's almost no reason why you should ever just want to do someone's personal info and just put it out there
1: yeah I was I was gonna say real quick yeah real quick just explain what doxing is for those for those listening
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Uh is basically when you get somebody's, like, address, phone number, their personal information, and you just you put it out to the general public. You can do that any number of ways. You post it on Facebook or Instagram, TikTok. I think it's been a, a big issue on, like, TikTok and Twitter. People will just – they'll find – it's not just anybody because, I don't know, if someone put my address out there, it's, like, who cares enough about me to, like, come over or something like that. So it's usually you get a celebrity or like somewhat well-known person's like information and then you put it out in a space where people will do bad things with it or to that person. And it's really scary.
1: Yeah, that was happening some with some of the protests and stuff. Like people were doxing like city council members and stuff that weren't like – and like that's where it's like, okay, that's too – like you can't can't be doing that. Yeah. I don't know. And people – Gosh, I don't know. I don't want to be famous, like, you know? Like, I just like – I like creating content because – especially for – I don't know. just like having conversations with people, and sometimes, like, my general rule of thumb is, like, if one person learns something or, like, gets something out of the conversation, then, like, that's a win for me. I don't need the oh, – that's
0: a great, like
1: – I don't I, need the rest of it.
0: Heck, yeah, dude. Absolutely. I saw – kind of off topic now, but do you know who Daniel Peterson is? <clears throat>
1: no i don't no i don't
0: he's just like a philosopher basically he's pretty much basically he's a philosopher but he's like modern day i mean he's still alive and stuff like he's wrote uh, some good books and he's just talked about a lot of different ideas a lot of his lectures are on youtube but one thing he says about conversations is your goal in a conversation should just be that you and the other person come out at the end of the conversation you have improved from when you started the conversation Whatever that means, even if you can pull just one like one thing out of the conversation that makes your life better than it was before you started the conversation, that's what's most important.
1: Yeah, that's huge. That's like everywhere you look, things are sad. You know, so like right that to keep that mentality,
0: hope like you don't get doxed because you're making positive content and hoping for things like that.
1: Yeah. But that no that's a really good point just in general to for like living if you get like one positive interaction to like really hold on to that positive interaction because i think what what's the rule of thumb for like youtube comments i think it's for every like nine positive ones if you have one negative one like you'll only remember the negative one i don't remember what the exact rule is but oh, like that that sounds right it's so important to like hold on to the positive ones because most of the time those people actually mean well and like you don't know what the person that po- posted the ne- the negative one like they might be upset at something like i don't know like their girlfriend broke up with them or like their like their mom's mad at them or like anything like you have no idea so it's like yeah, you man. don't know where it's coming from like yeah. unwarranted sometimes sometimes though people are like, construct they have constructive criticism and that's different but but you don't know it's important to hold on to those little like
0: positive things that help you you know Absolutely bro and i think you can, if you think And this is what I've found is interesting about a lot of just negative things with ourselves, whether it be negative self-talk, any kind of issues you have within yourself. If you can think about it for even just a minute, you realize that it's like all the negative, a lot of the negativity in your life does not need to be there. And one example just like that is for every nine, you know, positive comments, if there's one negative one, you remember negative. But if you just think, this is the way I look at it. Nobody in my life, like my inner circle, I believe would drop a negative comment on a, like a YouTube video if it was a, let's say it was a YouTube video just like that I would post like a vlog and let's say it wasn't me let 's say it was someone they didn't even know, just like a vlog. they posted a vlog if, if my friends in my inner circle didn 't like the video, they would probably just move on. they wouldn't comment anything bad. maybe they 'd even comment constructive criticism but I don't think they would comment anything negative. So the way I see it is like, if somebody comments something negative on my video, like, and I mean, truly negative, criticism is one thing, just like you're saying, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, that try to take that and improve. But if someone comments something just negative, it's kind of, it doesn't really help anything or anybody. You guys just understand, well, that person, just like you're saying, have, they have their own issues. And this comment comes from a place of really just projecting, than it more than it does like them actually not liking me or my content. Well,
1: even if even yeah. if they really just don't like you, it's it's more the fact that you don't know where it's coming from. And so you shouldn't hold on to that.
0: Yeah, bro. True. Yep.
1: Like it could be coming from a place of hey, he really just doesn't like you. But then that's okay too because I don't need to worry about that.
0: Yeah, not everybody has to like you. They won't. Not everybody does like you.
1: Yeah. Like you. Yeah. 100%. I don't know. The internet's a weird place, man. Also, I feel Always. like I, I, people say things that they wouldn't say to you in person on the internet because they, Hell, don't, have, oh, cause they don't have to look at you. Of course. That happens in that happens in the comments. That happens in like video game messages. That happens in like Twitter
0: Twitter threads and like all sorts. Absolutely, dude. I mean, negativity as a whole is it's just an interesting concept because I find it difficult. And where my head is at currently, I find it difficult to think of why someone would speak directly to somebody, like, negatively, unless they were kind of, like, projecting their own insecurities upon them. Now, that's not to say, sometimes people don't like, like, I don't like people. There's some people I just don't like. But I don't really spend time, like, talking crap about them. You know what I mean? It's it's not worth it. Exactly. It's just a waste of energy. Like, yeah, I, you cannot like people. Of course, everybody like that's fine. It's good to have negative feelings because then you know what it's like to have positive feelings. But I don't, you know, I'm not going to go onto their content and be like, hey, this sucks. It is terrible because then it's like you have your own issues and you'd rather spend your time talking crap trying to bring somebody else down than fix the issues you have in yourself. And I think that that just goes, I mean, it goes for anybody. That's kind of the way I try to think about, you know, any negative comments or things like that. It's just like, you're spent, thank you for spending your time. And like, not, you're really not doing anybody any favors by putting negative content out there because you're just not, it doesn't help. It's not criticism. It's not, you're just, you're just being mean. You're just talking shit about somebody for no reason. You're just wasting time. basically.
1: Yeah. Do you, so I've not had a video really where I've gotten enough comments to like, for that to affect me. Most of the time it's just like, <laughs> it's just Izzy and Sammy saying, oh, it turned out great. Like, all right, thanks,
0: boys. <laughs>
1: but like, have you had that on some of your videos where you've got some like negative, like super negative
0: comments? Once in a blue moon, I get something negative because it's like you're saying, I mean, I don't, here's what I will say on tiktok when i kind of was popping off more because my other socials have been doing a, a bit better my tiktok hasn't hasn't been doing a whole lot recently but tiktok i mean it would just be kind of cheap shots like it'd just be like about my looks or something or so yeah bro or like They would – one thing on TikTok for a while was, like, they would, you know, just the straight face emoji, just, like, the line and then, Mm -hmm. like, the two eyes or whatever. They would comment that as, like, you're signifying this wasn't funny. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, they that was Mm -hmm. how they watched the video. Um, I haven't had anything that was, like, that I can remember that was, like, a deep cut. I was, like, yo, this is so terrible. Like, wow, you put something like this, stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, I mean – Every now and then it's something negative, but it's, it's so far it hasn't been anything positive, but I know like when I get a larger following it it'll, it'll get worse but that's
1: okay yeah I'm, I stopped going through like once in a while if I'm watching a video and like I want to see what people have to say like, it depends on the channel because some, some like there are some communities around channels that are actually that are like as a community rather than just people like saying random stuff. And so sometimes I'll go in the comments just to see like what people thought about like that particular subject. And then even in those, there's always one or two where it's like something like hateful, but then the replies to that comment are usually like, dude, if you don't like it, just don't watch the video. Like why you say that, like go away. And they get berated in the comments afterwards. Yeah. So like, to me, that's a positive thing that people are willing to do that, but also living in, Living in the comments section of any social media platform, I feel almost is like. Just gross. Just a waste of time, honestly.
0: Like 99% of the time. Oh, yeah, dude. No, I totally agree. I mean, that's what's interesting about social media. Is the, like for me, the amount of time I spend creating it, but the amount of time I don't spend really on it. Same, yeah. I post a lot of TikToks and I post a lot of reels and YouTube shorts. But I don't watch that many YouTube videos. I don't watch that many Instagram reels. And I don't watch that many TikToks. I mean, it's just, I think that that's kind of, you know, where just you kind of take a step back from social media and you just look at these human beings, right? Because they're social media creators, but we're all humans. And it's like, where is your life at? Where is your head at? Are you the kind of person that, all right, you post your content. So then what? You know what I mean? You finish posting. What's the rest of your life doing? Are you just watching more content? Which is there's something to be said for that. But I also know of creators who who are very successful. One I really like. His name is Jay Shetty, and you might have heard of him. But he make, he has he a has. podcast. Yeah, he has a, a. I mean, he's huge. He's just a big a big influencer. He has a lot of content up. And he, I was listening to one of his podcasts yesterday. He said the most like there's very successful people. And, like, studies show that very successful people spend, like, less than an hour a day with, like, using social media for entertainment. And that means they'll use it for, you know, maybe, like, posting their own things or maybe for, I don't don't know, talking to friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they don't really use it to just scroll through. I mean, I'll scroll because I want to see what's up with the trends and stuff. But I don't really use it just because, like, oh, I'm bored. I'm just going to go on social media. Like, generally, I like playing basketball or I like going to the gym. And I think that's where kind of the difference is, you know, people who live in the comments, so to speak, people who make social media but also are kind of, like, addicted to social media. And then, you know, ideally where I want to be, creating social media but also living a fulfilled life that I enjoy. Because I've found, like, lately I've been a lot more dedicated To my social media and I'm really happy and excited about that Mm -hmm. but the thing is and this is I think where a lot of people have hiccups it's not it's not you can't just say it's the social media you know what I mean like I want to be a big creator I'm going to work really hard on my social media that doesn't cut it you have to work on your life in general and then the making the correct decisions in your whole life positively affects everything in your life including that social media So I think that that's where, like I said, getting back to our original point, those people who live in the comments, yeah, they live in the comments because they don't got anything else to do. Like back up from, they're not just commenters, they're human beings. What are they doing the rest of their life? Going through social media, finding other videos to comment on, not being productive, not being happy, and so forth.
1: Yeah. And that makes it, because people can tell, like, if you're putting out content, but you're not happy with the rest of your life, people can tell, Usually. Yeah. That like oh he's faking it or oh this doesn't seem genuine or this or that, so yeah. it, it it has an impact on you in that way like on on the numbers and and that sort of thing because people will just be like oh, he seems pissed off all the time I don't want to watch bro. that
0: I don't want to watch and that I because it's too, negative. Like, even if they can't tell, what I'll say personally, bro, I've this is the most dedicated I've been since of, like June I think of of 2021 to now. This is the most dedicated I've been on my social media. And it's because I've been making changes in my life. And because that's the thing, it's not, it's not just saying I'm going to be better with social media. Like, I'm just going to do it more because that goes with anything, bro. You can't just say like, I'm going to do this one thing better. Like, or I'm going to, I'm going to be more committed to this. If you're not committed in the rest of your life, like if I can't be committed to social media, if I can't get myself to make my bed every day or go to the gym a few times a week like if you if you can't stay committed to things because social media i want it to be my full-time job one day and if i can't stay committed to something that takes me an hour a day like going to the gym or like i'm really into meditation if i can't get myself to meditate for 10 minutes a day a few times a week how do i expect to be able to commit myself to something like social media which is like a part-time job, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and that, that's the the thing that I think, just like you're saying, you know, if you're not happy with your life and social media, you're trying to like do get big on social media, it's it's not going to work out that well because just like you're saying, people will be able to tell that things aren't going the way you want, or you're just not going to put out the content that that you really want to put out that you're proud of because. you you can't fake it forever you can't and you can't fake it that well so
1: yeah plus if you're not committed like when you're doing social media your boss is you so if if you're not disciplined or committed like it's not going to work out and so exactly for me the last month or so like I picked up an injury through soccer and I was kind of working through some other stuff and so I put social media on the side it was kind of like I'm not going to put out good content right now with that. Plus the fact that I had two people kind of cancel. So it was kind of, for me, I was being lazy about getting people back on um, because of other stuff that was going on in my life. And so I've been, but yeah, no, for sure. If you're not disciplined enough to like really get, because it's more it's like, you have to make you do it. And if you don't like doing it, you don't want to do it. And so it's really exactly, hard to bro. make yourself do it. And then instead you can waste time scrolling Social media, which is what I found myself doing a little bit more. But when I'm making, when I'm putting out a couple of podcasts a month, and I want when, when I'm putting out the soccer videos, I spend way more time creating rather than looking. Um, and even when I I don't watch a lot of videos, I listen to a lot of videos while I'm doing other things. If that makes sense, like if I'm folding laundry, like I'll have like I don't I'm not watching the video, but like I'll have it on just to see, like, okay. This is kind of people are using these songs in the background now or people are using this sort of cut or transition like for the soccer world. People are doing making this face for the thumbnail. Like one thing is kind of random that I think people don't know about thumbnails is when you put your like those wild facial expressions on it for YouTube videos. like you have to take the pictures. So I tried to take some yesterday. It took me like 50 attempts to get one that I liked. And his way I was like, oh, I'll just take one. It'll be fine. And it ended up like fifteen minutes later. I was like, damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, no, I totally get that. I totally get that. And but getting back to what you're saying, I mean I think it's it's what I I've found in life in general. And like I said, because I don't know, it's cool to talk about social media, like I'm always happy to talk about it or like working in general, like a job or just your general life goals. But I think at the end of the day, you know, all of it comes down to, like, your own pers- persona, I guess, and how you are living your life. And what I, what I want to, like, tell people always is it comes down to how you question yourself. And uh, this isn't an original idea. I fucking read this shit. So we ask ourselves questions every day. Like, we all, you know, we question, why am I doing this? Is this what I want? Is this not what I want? What would I maybe rather be doing? You know, just like when you're scrolling on social media, you know, I think what's interesting, right? We always have that uneasiness in our bodies whenever we know that we're not doing what we should be doing. Whatever that may mean, could mean anything. Could be you're scrolling on social media, but you know, man, I've been I've really been meaning to work on a podcast, and I really should be doing that. And I'm sitting here, and I'm scrolling through TikTok right now. Just like an example. We have that uneasy feeling in ourselves, and it's hard to kick that because you, you it's easier to just chill and scroll through social media than go actually do something that you need to be doing. But what it's all about is getting, like, kind of digging to that level of questioning and being like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I sitting here scrolling when I know I need, I need to do this other thing? And then it's about getting up and doing that other thing. Because if you can kind of dig deep and question what it is that you want and who it is that you want to be, and you can you know, answer those questions honestly and tell yourself, well, honestly, I, just like you're saying, I've been lazy. I haven't been the person I want to be this past however long or whatever. In, in regards to being like your podcast, social media, whatever if we can dig deep and we can say, you know, I haven't been making the decisions that I – because it's it's hard, man. Like, it's easier to do the shit that we shouldn't be doing. It's easier to – let's say you're on a diet you want to lose weight. It's easier to fucking eat McDonald's. It's easier not to cook that healthy meal and just have some ice cream or whatever the hell. Door dash. A door dash, exactly, bro. It's so much easier. But if you want to make those positive changes, it's like – Which way do you want to go? Do you want to go easier or do you want to go happier? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be happier doing those things that you know you need to be doing, but it's easier not to. So, you you know, you just have to ask, what do you want? What do you want to do? At the end of the day, you're going to be happier 10, 20, 30 years down the line. If you, because one of the great quotes I read, bro, the decisions you make now decide what your life will be in the future. Seems obvious, but if it's so obvious, why don't we live by that logic? We don't make the right decisions now. A lot of people, no. don't. I don't. Nobody I does. Don't I mean, that. nobody makes every single one correct. But if if you're on, if you're honest with yourself, and you're not doing the things that you know you need to be doing now for a better future, then you can say, "Hey, no, haven't been doing it. Let's change now and let's start doing those things so I have a better future."
1: Yeah. I'm mean, absolutely man. It's like two things that I thought of. One, like when you feel better after doing the right things. Like when I don't want to like, and when you wake up and you don't want to go to the gym in the morning, and then you go to the gym. Like Bro. you might you might hate it when you're there, but afterwards, like per, for me personally, at least, my day is always better. Always, and then, yeah. And then the other thing is like it's a lot easier. I have found to kind of make those better decisions when you have a goal that you're aiming for for sure yeah yeah so part so part of the thing for me personally was like i'm I'm having to find new goals it's like what is it what actually is the goal with the podcast so i have to like re- redefine like what i want to do with it because it was like why am i doing this only like not that many people watch, like, does anyone actually get anything out of it? Oh, I don't know, should I be doing it? Or should I not be doing it? And I have to remember, the, like, what I said earlier, is like, if one person gets something out of it, like, that's, that's a success. So I have to, like, remember that, refocus, mm-hmm. kind of, and then, and then go again.
0: Exactly. I think that's a great point, man. Because at the end of the day, and I, this is another really cool thing I've read, you know, a lot of, a lot of times our life Our happiness, unhappiness is based on the metrics that we measure ourselves by. And just like you're saying, you were questioning, well, why am I doing this, man? Are that many people watching it? There's your first problem. And I think, and this is another interesting thing. Again, this is all stuff I've read. I don't want to take, these are not original ideas, but they're really cool. And I've taken them out of some different books I read. When you're measuring yourself by the wrong metrics, so one example, that a wrong metric is is something that's out of your control. You can put out the best content in the world and zero people can watch it. That's out of your control. But then, and I think I think it's a good a good metric to measure yourself by is did I help one person? That's a good metric, bro. Because ideally, you're getting a view per video. If you're not, you're doing something wrong. Like you'll you'll get a view. Yeah. So I think that that's a great metric a great metric to measure yourself by because. Then you are hopefully constantly fulfilling that metric and realizing, well, I'm helping people out doing this. I'm helping myself. There's your one. You're talking to people that you probably wouldn't have talked to had you not had this podcast. So you're learning more yourself. And by doing that, I mean, you are fulfilling that metric every time. And a lot of times, just like you're saying, one example for me, I, I set a goal by the end of this year to have 500 subscribers. I hit that but that's not a good metric to measure myself by because I don't control if people subscribe to me or not. A good metric that I did was, I don't remember how many I said, but I wanted to make a certain number of videos by the end of the year. Now by setting that metric and setting that goal, what else am I doing with that? Well, I am improving my ability to create videos. I'm learning more about the social media space. I'm like improving a skill. So by reaching that goal, I'm doing a lot of other things for myself. And it's also a metric that is completely within my control. I either post that many videos or I don't. I like it's, you know, I do or I don't. And that's where I think a lot of people get caught up is by just measuring yourself by things that are out of your control. You a lot of times won't reach where you want to get to. But the thing is, it's not your fault. If you're doing the best you can, like that's all you can do. You have to understand that these other things will come and you want to measure yourself is by, you know, are you putting in the effort or not? And then you can set goals that decide I am putting in the effort or I'm not putting
1: in the effort. Yeah, 100%. Like you are saying about the metrics and myself being the person that I'm helping. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like I can't go say, hey, like insert person here. Who i haven't talked to in 10 years hey you want to like get on a zoom call so i can talk to you for an hour and a half about what you're doing now like if i said that they'd be like oh that's weird so, but instead it's like hey i've got a podcast do you want to come on the podcast I'm like oh yeah sure yeah dude. and then like what you were saying back at the beginning about the goal of a conversation is to like get one thing out of it and like be a better mm-hmm. person at the end of it that is kind of the active like maybe unspoken sort of rule for me but that's how I want to do it. Kind of come at it from the view of um, view every person as though they know something that you don't. Exactly. And keep like, to keep, bro, to keep really that back you. there. Yeah, and I got that from that's not original idea either. I got that from uh, from Jordan Peterson, but but yeah, it's just something like dude, dude, to keep in mind. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm talking about. Not Daniel Peterson. Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I did always, there was okay. So there's a guy at UMW. Bro, there's a guy at UMW on the basketball team right now. He's like a junior. His name's Daniel Peterson. Uh, I, shit. I always <laughs> say Daniel. It's Jordan Peterson. My, yeah, yeah. my
1: bad. Yeah. I was like, what you're saying sounds familiar, but like, maybe I just don't know this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, yeah. that's wild. But yeah. So that's what he says. So I try and keep that back here, even when, because even like day-to-day life, you'll be having a conversation where you're just like, ugh. Like, <laughs> why? Like, why am I having this conversation? It's just like, and some of them, yeah, are, like, just small talk, and it's not worth worth a whole lot. Yeah. But every person is their own person is going through their own their own stuff. And so you can always glean just a little tidbit of, like, oh, they did X because of Y. And you're like, oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, bro, I mean, on that point, I, in the podcast by Jay Shetty, I was listening to a podcast from him yesterday. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he just said, like, when you're around people who – kind of you know have i don't want to say values that align with yours but like people who are successful people who maybe you you admire and you kind of strive to be like in a sense ask more questions and when Mm -hmm. you're around people who are who are kind of the opposite of that who i don't want to say you feel like are below you but like who not as
1: not as driven or
0: ambitious maybe Perfect. Yeah, maybe not as driven as ambitious or or ambitious. Don't talk as much. And it's not to say, like, you just don't want to talk to those people, but you want to maybe listen and see what, just like you're saying, what you can find from that conversation, even though it it may not be, like, the most fruitful one because maybe they're not as driven and they're not – they don't talk about the same kind of things as you do. Because, bro, another thing he said that was really interesting about, like, It was like the levels of successful people and it was like the most successful people talk about ideas Mm. and the least successful people talk about other people. Mm. And it was interesting, bro, because it's, it's very true. And you can think about that with, you know, the people you're around and your friends, your family, whoever it may be, you know, some people are in a headspace where they want to create and they want to spread kind of positive ideas. I mean, that's the thing with me is, like, do I want to be an influencer or a creator? Like, yeah, because I want to learn more from other people and I also want to spread what I know kind of to the world and and spread what I learned to the world because, I mean, we, we're all learning. But those who are kind of not in that headspace, they're a little, I feel like, honestly, a little more small-minded. They want to talk about other people. Like, that's why, frankly maybe i'm on my high horse right now i don't care that much to gossip too much you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or 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 talk about others you know in a negative way because it's getting back to what we were talking about you know kind of the beginning what does that do like speaking about somebody else it really does not in a help anybody in their in their mindset in their life ambitions whatever it is it's like okay You're talking about somebody else, generally in a negative manner. If you're positively talking about somebody, I think there's always room for that. But if you're gossiping, it's like, cool. You you wasted the past 10, 15, 20 minutes talking trash about somebody. Congrats. Like, nobody has really improved from this. But when you're talking about ideas, you are being inspired, and you're kind of – you're just – you're – I mean, that's the word. You're being inspired. And I think that that is – that is what we all hope to feel and to be, you know, by other people or by ourselves.
1: Yeah. The, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's it's a little bit of a simplified way to look at it. I think just, just ideas and just people, because, because you can say, okay, I'm going to talk about this person, but I'm going to talk about why they did that. It's like, that's kind of, it blends it and that sort of thing. But just generally jumping past like i don't know if you talk about the actions of somebody or a group of people
0: probably, why, I, uh, think, probably I think why we're they did like it gossiping.
1: yeah yeah that's for sure that's what he meant i just wanted to make that clarification because for those listening who like aren't watching like us our facial expressions kind of like understand yeah. what understand what's kind of what was unsaid there yeah but yeah, I, I, think I think it's interesting. That's the other thing about the social media uh, sort of spheres. Like you are able to connect with more people who are like who are putting themselves out there than you otherwise would. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes I don't necessarily care for the like the solely influencer type like the Logan Pauls of the world. Like, I so I just wanna I
0: just wanna say real quick because sure. I just had a thought that this very well sums up what we were talking about before in that like social media like true growth and being a good influencer it a lot of it has to do with the rest of your life because mm-hmm. if, if your whole life is social media you're not going out in your regular life and experiencing things and growing as a person because you can grow with social media sure. And hopefully you can use social, like, I'm not saying you can't be a full-time influencer and still grow as a person. Of course you can. Social media grow. like, it, it'll open so many opportunities for you. But if if you're doing everything in your life purely based on, oh, man, like, I, how many subscribers will this give me? How many followers will this give me? Rather than, how will this help me grow as a human being? Like, how can I go to this event or have this experience and learn from it and, like, and just you know what i mean and and yeah then you're not you're not attacking you're you're not going to it the right way you're not kind of attacking it the right way yeah and if you're able to you know use social media as just another way that you grow and improve as a human in your life then that's how you kind of have that happiness throughout your life is because you're being fulfilled and you're learning and you're growing and experiencing things rather than just kind of being solely you know this is social media stuff how am I going to grow from this? Um, you're not experienced, you're not really experiencing it or experiencing other things in your life. You're you're not, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's important, just like you're saying, you know, to use it as a way to learn and experience and grow.
1: Yeah. There's a good example of that. And again, I'll go back to the, like the England soccer YouTube scene. That's what I'm most familiar with, but there's, um, a lot of these guys will put on like charity matches, So they use the social, like the social media influence to put on like a charity match and they raise a butt ton of money because they're like all super, like super famous and whatever. And then sometimes there's conflicts there. Guys who um, will be like, oh yeah, well, I have a million more subscribers than you. So I'm better than you. And there's like, what comes out of that is like, why are you here? Rather than like, because they live in these solely basing what they're doing off the numbers, rather than hey you're here for a charity match and we're trying to like raise money for people so that's yeah, that's that shows exactly what you said in action in real life like in a super concise way but it happens all the time
0: yeah i think we're quietly dissecting like literally why influencers celebrities and stuff get a lot of them are like looked at as like fake you know yeah. la stuff like that you know it's because a lot of them, they, they believe that, like I said, getting back to those metrics, that's the metric they measure themselves by, is their subscribers and their, you know, their, their YouTube channel. And I'll say one thing that's kind of helped me take more pride in my YouTube and my content creation. I'm not a big creator. I just have 500 subscribers about YouTube, on YouTube, very excited about that. But I look at it as, <laughs> yes, bro, absolutely. But I look at it as, you know, this is – just a part of my life that I've I'm dedicated to and that I I've promised myself things like I'm gonna make this video I'm gonna sit down today I'm gonna make this video I'm gonna post this today I'm gonna do this I've made myself promises and I've kept those and it's not it's, it's great to see the growth on social media I love seeing kind of that that tangible like my goals are coming to fruition but What's even better is just showing myself that I can make myself promises and I can follow through on them and I can stay committed to things because at the end of the day, you know, that's what I want to measure myself by. Not the number of subscribers I have, because just like we're saying, that's out of your control. I want to measure myself by the fact that I can commit myself to things and be dedicated, follow through on promises that I make to myself And that's where, you know, I think maybe people, the more they blow up, they might get into that hole where it's like they're always looking for more followers and more subscribers. That's that's just not the direction you want to go. You want to be able to, and it's hard because, like, it's the glitz and the glamour, man. You know, everybody loves when you have all these subscribers and the fame and the glory, and it's easy to get caught up in it. But if you're able to, like I said, you know, measure yourself, on your character and being able to keep promises to yourself, other people and so forth, rather than just, I have more subscribers than you. That's how you live this the fulfilled life that every, I think really, truly everybody wants at the end of the day.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. And going back to what you were saying about staying committed to something that was one of the, so there were many, many, many reasons why I started this in the first, why I started the podcast in the first place, but that was one of them because COVID had, I don't want to say just started. We were a couple months in, but like I could kind of see the writing on the wall that we were going to be in this for a while. So I was like, what am I going to do with myself for the next whatever it's like, this is an option. I can basically use the internet to hold me accountable. Like if I don't post and somebody's like, Hey, where's the next podcast out? And I'm like, God oh, damn. Like I was being lazy. <laughs> so it's, it's an easy way to hold yourself accountable Yeah. by using The internet holds you accountable, if if that makes sense. And so that was one of the things why I was like, okay, there's hobbies that I could pick up. How accountable am I going to hold myself? I know myself. And sometimes, like we were saying earlier, it's so much easier to do nothing rather than to do something. And I was like, you know what? Let me artificially make somebody else hold me accountable where there's no pressure on like Jenna to hold me accountable. Like she doesn't have to remember to be like, Hey, did you do this today? because you don't want to put that pressure on somebody else like yeah. in real life around you. Cause that, they got their own stuff to worry about. Yeah. But like by doing this artificially now I have like people, people don't really do that, but it's like, it just, it's in my own head.
0: No, dude, for sure. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think that that's, that's a great point. That's a great point because just like you're saying, bro, it's kind of, it's kind of like that's, that's really, yeah, it was very well put you're helping yourself in two different ways. Cause it's like, yeah, Granted, you know, you're not going to be have people banging down your door. Hey, when's the next podcast coming out Like whatever. But you know that, A, the first good thing is you've grown a foundation of people who enjoy watching whatever it is you're watching. So that's cool. You have, like, a little community going. You are – even if it's just your, your close friends that are like, oh, yeah, he's, he's doing this. Like, that's cool. I'll make sure to keep an eye on that on the podcast. But then – because you have those people who are starting to like, you know, your content, then you are starting to go up and you're like, Hey, you know, I have these people who like my stuff. I should stay committed because I don't, you know, I want to make sure that I keep doing this because I've now grown this community and they want more content. And because of that, you know, you, it's like a good, it's like a healthy desire to continue it because Mm -hmm. you've shown other people and yourself that you can put out good stuff that, people
1: enjoy yeah and then you get like a message here or there from somebody that you didn't know watched your stuff like oh I really liked this episode and I Bro, was like random? I didn't even yeah. know you were, I was like I didn't even know you were watching Like, yeah I've watched yeah. every I've watched every episode and I was like for real like yeah, so it's like really okay is. I like if you're enjoying this like that's,
0: that's the one opinion. that's the one person
1: like I have to but like that's exactly. the other
0: one person so heck yeah I mean that's what I've read or heard is like you don't it's good when your close group of friends like praise you and like your stuff your podcast your content whatever but what you really want to look out for just like you're saying is those people you didn't even know were like watching you know it's like Mm -hmm. those those acquaintances the instagram follower you kind of know you met one time maybe stuff like that when those people are like hey this is good that's the, the compliments that – not to say your, your good friend's compliments don't mean anything, but it's like they're going to be the, nice it's different. It. Exactly, bro. Yeah. But when people you just kind of know are taking time out of their day to be like, yo, this is good. Like, keep it up. That's what's like, okay, awesome. Like, I'm actually, just like you're saying, starting to expand, like, my circle of influence because those people that originally were just a face pretty much now are actually checking me out, looking at the things I make, and enjoying them.
1: I try to make an effort sometimes to, like, when people are that I don't really know are putting stuff out to, like, to take a second to be like, hey, this is good. Because yes, That's awesome, dude. Pe- people, like, I know from myself, like, we were just saying, like, it's different than your close circle of friends. So, like, sometimes I try and make an effort t- to do that, just, like, spread positivity,
0: if that makes sense. Absolutely, bro. And, I mean, the thing is, too, you know, I know you. I don't, I don't imagine you would just tell somebody that if you didn't mean it. Like you wouldn't, yeah. No, no, no. They post a crappy piece of content, you probably just scroll past it.
1: Yeah.
0: Good luck. I hope they improve. I hope I come back later and it's better. But this time around wasn't for me. But yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's so important, and it's great that you do that because you're showing other people you're you're being the person that you really like to other people. You know, that Mm kind of acquaintance on the outer circle that's like just letting you know this is good stuff. So that's awesome, dude.
1: Yeah. It also helps when that connection opens up because then it's another potential guest or somebody that I can, that I can bring on because people aren't banging my door down to be like, Hey, can I come on your show? It's like, I have, I have to put in all the work to try and get people, which is, which is fine. It's Mm It's part of what it is, but every new kind of connection is a new door that like, Oh, somebody's uncle happened to like be a scout for an NBA team. It's like, for real, it's like, was would he want to come on the podcast? Like, yeah, sure. It's like wow, all right, sounds good. That's a completely fictitious example. I just made that up. That's not actually coming. I wish it was, but
0: hey bro, I might be able to I can talk to a friend. I got a friend who's uh well this is just a totally different story, but he works for the Lakeland Magic G League team. Mm-hmm. And he's like a he's a manager of something, I'm pretty sure. So I can mm-hmm. talk to him. Sure. So,
1: yeah. yeah, well there you go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, yeah, it's just like it's all perspective, isn't it? Because you can you can take the same actions, but it's like, why are you taking those actions if you've got the foundation of like a solid life. foundation? It's more life. sustainable. I feel like, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Just like I think that that is, it's very hard to make overarching statements about life in general. You know, mm-hmm. because there's very few things that i can like consciously say are just true because there's so much that i believe is like up for questioning but i think that one one true thing like there's place like i said very few one true thing is that your foundation the foundation of your who you are as a person is going to decide the rest of your life you can't uh, my my easiest example is with like talking to girls at the bar you can't spend your day, you know, watching TikToks, eating junk food and beating your meat and just, and think that you're going to go to the bar and be suave, you know, coolest dude in the room, have no issue talking to girls. That's what I realized, bro, is like when I was, not, not to say that was ever me, like I've generally been, generally I've been a productive person, you know, I've like lived... I feel like to this point, I, I've lived a, like, pretty good life. I've been productive. Recently, I've been more so, which I'm happy about. But, you know, in the past, honestly, I dealt with, like, some sexual anxiety in college. I did because it, for one reason – the thing is, it was very, like, self-inflicted, and it was one of those things where it was, like, the longer I went – because I think it was, like, a two-year period where I just didn't get with anybody. And it was, like, the longer that it went that I had got with anybody, the worse it would be. Mm. And it's, like – when I'm spending all my time thinking about that and stressing about it and I'm just thinking, oh, well, when I go to the bar tonight, let me just be confident. Let me just – you know what I mean? And rather what I've found has – because at this point it's, it's over. Like, that, not a problem anymore, luckily. <laughs> um, but what fixed it wasn't anything I did – it had nothing to do with the woman. It had nothing to do with going to the bar and, and talking to them, maybe a little – because I've, I've now gained more confidence and more ability to talk to women at a bar or just out and about. It's the, it's, it's what I'm doing every day. You know what I mean? It's like, let's say this is what, this is an original idea. I call it the 23 in one. rule, And it's, yeah, 24 hours a day. Let's say you spend, and this is just the easiest example is like I said, talking to girls at the bar. Let's say you spend one hour after. Okay. The hour you spend at the bar and it, you know, whether you're successful or not with the woman has not that much to do with what, or of course, it has to do with what you do at the bar. But whether or not you're confident when you're at the bar, and you speak, you, you kind of say what you mean, mean what you what you say, speak with conviction, um, are able to talk with, you know what I'm saying, like some air hold the conversation, yeah. hold the conversation, so not forth. just
1: do a cheesy Tinder pickup line, all sorts, exactly,
0: bro, exactly, not some bull crap you like read on Google, you know, it's not. About that hour at the bar, it's about what you did the other 23 hours a day. Mm. Did you go to the gym? Did you make yourself a promise that you kept? Did you work at a job where you don't even have to like it, but where you feel confident and you feel like you know what you're doing? Is it a job that you're proud of? You know what I mean? Are you working somewhere that you feel like, hey, the girl says, hey, where do you work? Are you going to stutter? Are you going to, well, I'm doing, uh, no, What are you doing the other 23 hours of the day? Because that one hour, sure, like, you want to have some game, I guess. But game, it doesn't come from reading or, or uh, yeah, it doesn't come from reading on Google or definitely not from if you're spending the other 23 hours watching YouTube videos and scrolling through TikTok. It comes from being confident in your life and being living a life that you are proud of. That's that twenty-three and one. That's that's my twenty-three and one. It goes for anything, you know. Yeah, whatever it is that you're setting your mind to, will be much easier if you have other things in order and you are doing things that you feel proud of and feel confident.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It goes for anything, like sports. Like how you're going to perform on that one hour or hour and a half during the game? games. Like what you're what you've been doing the rest yeah, of the week. I'll yeah, say this: like
0: I went. I just finished my my week of training at this new place. I work at Haleo. Um, I just finished my training yesterday, and quite frankly, like, I killed that shit, bro. Literally, it was my last day of training. Yeah, I know, right? So I'm a food runner. Do you, do you know, like, what food running is compared to serving and bartending and stuff?
1: Nah, give us, give the, give people listening at the lowdown. Quick What's scoop,
0: up? quick scoop. So food, so think of it like there's four, there's three positions, let's just say. Yeah, you your busser, your food runner, and your server. So bussers are the people who they grab all the dishes off the table when people are finished eating, uh, bring them back to the dish room, basically keep the place clean, fill up the waters, all that different stuff. And then you got food runners. Those are the people who actually take the food to the table, and servers will help do this sometimes, but food runners generally are the ones who, like, just bring it from the kitchen to the table. And then the server is the one who goes up to the guests, talk, talks to them the most throughout the night, uh, takes their orders, things like that. And so I'm a food runner right now, and they – generally, you start as, like, a busser, then you become a food runner, then a server. I just applied for food runner, and I ended up getting it because I get training and stuff. But it was my last day of training yesterday, and one of the managers was talking to me about, like, being a server or a, or a, or a bartender down the line because he believed that, like, I picked up the food running really fast, and I was very articulate. Seemed like I knew what I was doing, knew what I was talking about. And I'm very happy about that because that's, you know, how often are are you on the last day of your training and the manager's talking to you about a promotion? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pretty damn proud of that. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, for sure. You should be. I appreciate that, bro. The thing is, as much as, like, I'm happy that I was doing well in the job, it's because I've been – lit. like, you know what I did? I think – either four of the five days or three of the four days that I had training, I woke up in the morning four or five hours before before I started my shift and I went to the gym. I ended up the last two days and I worked 10-hour shifts both days. And I still woke up in the morning. I worked at 12. I woke up at like 7.45 both days. I went to the gym. And the thing is, that's what it's all about. It, uh, it just, and then throughout my shift, bro, I, I felt energetic. I felt on the ball. I felt like good to go. Because the thing is, like I said, you know, how did I want to show up at work? Did I want to show up as woke up an hour ago, got a quick, like, little breakfast in, you know, a couple eggs or whatever, and then just went? Or I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to be, I'm going to do something productive in the morning, get my day started right, feel awake, feel alert, and then go and kill this shit. And that's, like I said, 23 and 1. It goes out, granted, it's like. 14 and 10 since it was a 10 hours, <laughs> but it's, you know, what do you, the, the general idea is when you have one thing you want to be good in or good at, what are you doing the rest of your time, the rest of the time of your day? Who are you as a person? Like, what is your foundation? So that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. Bartender would be super cool. I like, i have
1: like I'm denied about just doing that in free time, but then I was kind of like, well, I don't know. This is kind of like getting the cool parts of the bartending, just being able to talk to people without having drunk people yell at you for drinks. I was like, nah, yeah. that's fine. Just like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Bart- but no, but- I, Yeah, bro, when he said bartending, I was like... Because he, he asked me, he was like, you, you want to be a server, right? And I was like, yeah, like, I want to be a server because I just like talking to people. But he said in January, they'll probably need like one more bartender. And I've never done any kind of bartending like, at all.
1: Well, is it like a... Is it a bar where it's like late night it's like a, a bar bar or is it like a bar mm-hmm. where like people will just come sit down and grab a drink because that i would be fine doing that one but like the club yeah. kind also, like, it's not like a club
0: no it's not like a club like they're open fairly late they close at 11 but and it, it's a high-end place which is why like i'm trying to do it bro because the tip yeah yeah for sure even as a food runner because food runners we get tipped as well like we get tipped out we don't get as much tips as like the servers and the bartenders but we get tipped out so mm-hmm. we make good money but um the service bartenders and that's why i would love to and bro i love talking to people What like i'll just chum it up dude i'll get i'd hopefully get good tips so yeah that's i'd love to do it you're born we'll see i've never yeah bro it's a craft man it's a craft but uh, it's one of those crafts it's like bro if you don't have a bartend any party you're at you're like yo, let me make you a fire cocktail
1: you know
0: it's just one of those cool skills
1: and it's a conversation starter when you're not at the bar like what. Like, what's the coolest drink you've made? What's the this? What's the, like, Bro, what's the craziest stories, bar dude. story? Just yeah, like yeah, for you sure. You
0: by drunk people? You talk about that
1: all day. Yeah, he's, like, the bouncer threw some drunk guy out, like, one time. <laughs> like, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But since last time you were on, you were working for Disney. You're no longer doing that without oh, – obviously, don't got to go – How long on, have we
0: been talking? We haven't brought this up, dude.
1: Uh, I don't know. Like, a little over an hour, probably.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So, without – Feel free to say whatever you want. I'm not going to get in trouble, so it doesn't matter. Right, to be, right. but, so, right. so what? What sort of? So you were working for Disney. You were at were you at Animal Kingdom, right? I think it was. So yep. you were doing that sort of stuff. Um, you stopped the Disney College Program. Why is that?
0: So I was working for Animal Kingdom. I was in quick service food and beverage. Um, basically, that means like. Fast food, I guess, is the easiest way to say it. I wasn't working at a sit-down restaurant. I was just working at, kind of fast food restaurants. And pretty simple, bro. Also, I'm going to plug my YouTube channel. just my name, Z-A-N-E-B-U-R-K, Zane Burke. Link
1: in the description. Check it out.
0: Thanks, bro. Because I recently posted a video kind of explaining why I turned. It came down to four reasons. Um, Just the easy way for me to explain it was, you know, the money. Flexibility, mobility, and the size of the company, and I can go into each individual one, but I'll just go point by point. To start off, the money, bro, thirteen bucks an hour, as well as making the program. Full timers make fifteen an hour, and I just graduated college, and like, come on, man, you know what I mean? Like, at first glance, I was like, yo, yeah, I'll go down there, I'll work my way up the company. I know I won't make a lot at the start, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get there, but then that's where kind of skip, we'll skip flexibility because that's, that one's not as big of a deal. It's just my schedule sucks basically, and um, you go to mobility, I have, I had like some different meet and greets when I came down here. I hit up some different people, talked to some different people that were in the fields that I wanted to be in, like guest relations, and they were telling me, let me tell you the first thing, dude. So I wanted to get into guest relations, right? Guest relations is like the people who, whenever you have a problem at the park with your ticket, with your, with your day so far, whatever it may be, you go to guest relations, you say, hey, here's my problem, how can you fix it? You know, generally, it's, I don't know, if there's like, if you get a crappy ice cream, then you can just ask like me, like when I was working at food, you'd be like, hey, this one isn't good, can I get another one? That's one thing. But it's like, hey, I had a fast pass, and now it's not working. Go talk to guest relations. They can help you out. Like more, right. you know, broader things about your whole, your whole day and experience and stuff. So I was talking to different people. I had to do, you know, some different meet and greets. I was putting in applications that I wasn't getting responded to. And here, here's kind of the cherry on top. If I had got a guest relations position, start off getting 1575 an hour. And I kind of just took a second and I said, wait, I'm setting up these meet and greets. I'm sending out these emails. I'm talking to my leaders, talking to my coworkers, finding other guest relations people to talk to because I want a job. That's going to pay me $15 and 75 cents. Why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Because there's something to be said, and this is, I actually met with a guy in guest relations who had been there for like 20 years. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to like, you know, sure. out him or whatever. but I met with a guy who had been there for like 20 years and he told me, you know, honestly, a lot of people who stay here for a long time is out of the love for Disney that they have because he said, we don't get paid very much. You know, you're getting yelled. Cause the thing is, bro, when people go to guest relations, it's cause there's a problem. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not something, it's not like in like food. It's not like where I work now. It's like, they're just, I'm coming in to eat. It's because they have an issue, like something didn't work. So they're already usually pissed off. So you're dealing with people who are angry at you every day. You're not getting paid much. Going back to flexibility, Disney in general and in Animal Kingdom, I even, Animal Kingdom generally has the best hours of any part because they close the earliest. But even then, I was getting, I started getting six day weeks. Like I was getting six days a week. And back to the money part, they would give me six hours a day because you get six day pay like if you're if you work on a, a six day shift like six days a week mm-hmm. on a sick day you will get like time and a half for your hours because yeah. it's like extra time. but they gave me six six hour shifts because they didn't want to give me overtime they wanted to keep me under 40 40 hours so i'm getting one six hour period where i'm getting just under 20 bucks an hour like that sucks that, that's terrible, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I just kind of, why, the main reason I quit, like I said, all those reasons, and then the size of the company was just like, I just felt like a number, you know? I think one thing that was kind of eye-opening, there's plenty of people in Disney, they've worked there 20, 25, 30 years, and they are never gonna, gonna even sniff like true managerial level Disney stuff, dude. Like, not to say CEO, but like, you want to be like the VP of the park or of like animal kingdom, let's say, mm-hmm. or like the general manager of like food and beverage somewhere, something like that. It's, it's very hard because so many people want to work for Disney. And it's just like, if you don't have that real love and passion for Disney, then moving up is just not, it's really not a viable option for like your life as a whole, you know? Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. So, all right, so you've come to this realization. You kind of put some feelers out there. You end up at this restaurant where you're doing food running stuff. Was yeah. that the first choice or, like what, like, what did you want to go into or were you just looking for something to keep you afloat in the meantime?
0: Oh, bro, that's a great question. Um, so this is basically what happened. It was, it was very fast how it all happened. Uh, it was literally I worked on a Sunday. Okay, so I worked this was a Sunday before Thanksgiving. And I worked that day at Disney, at Disney and Animal Kingdom. And it was swamped. And it was like the first day of like holiday rush because around Thanksgiving and around Christmas, obviously Disney gets popping. And it was the first day of holiday rush, super stressful. Um, well, stressful at, for the most part, bro. It was like I would get to a certain point and then just be kind of like numb because I was like, all right, bro, I'm like, I'm serving Dole Whips and like. Who cares, bro? Like, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna be mad about it, like, I'll give you another one. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I gave out so much free stuff because they it's not a bad thing. Like, they wanted us to create magic, like, which basically means for food. It means to give out free stuff. Be like, hey, oh, it's your birthday. Oh, here's a free, you know, ice. cream. Yeah. Um, and bro, all the time, I just be like, hey, you know, like it's it's on Mickey. That's what we're supposed to say. It's, like, it's on Mickey. <laughs> uh, you know, enjoy. Like he he said he'd cover it today. And I was oh, you know, like, what a nice, what a like, nice guy. Yeah, that, that's not right. Exactly. And uh, that's why, um, yeah, at a certain point, I was just like, I'm not going to be stressed. I'm just going to give them another one. Like if they're mad about something, okay, here, take take five more. I don't care. Disney's such a huge company. They have so much money, bro. They're, they're not losing anything. And anyway, so I worked that Sunday before Thanksgiving and very, you know, tons of people there. and. I was already, I had been questioning, like, is it, what am I doing? Like, is this even worth it? You know, 13 bucks an hour. This sucks. Um, and then I got my schedule. So I was, I worked Sunday. I was off Monday and Tuesday. just my regular off days for the week. Got my schedule for the next week. Cause they drop every like Tuesday at midnight, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, got my schedule for the next week. I was scheduled six days, six days, six, six hour shifts. Just like I explained before. And I honestly, was just like, no, nah. like, I'm, I'm not doing this, you know. I literally was like, I could work six six-hour six shifts, or I could just quit. So I had already been talking to a couple of friends of mine. My good friend Eric, he works at Haleo, and then I have another friend. His name's Devin, but he works in Epcot at a restaurant called Chefs Day France. It's mm-hmm. in the Pavilion of Epcot. And it would be basically the same thing as Haleo, um, just like a food runner job is what I would do. And I had been talking to them about, like, openings, and Eric had already told me, like, when he applied – Eric he sounds applied.
1: like a nice
0: guy. Eric, hey, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> Love Eric. Me, me and Eric go way back. Uh, but he, Eric had told me he applied to Haleo, got hired the day of, and was, like, working within the next, like, three or four days. So I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to call out on the, and I was getting – dude, I was calling out from Disney, like, a good bit because I was getting real close to, like, getting fired – Uh, for Like I said, I don't really care because I don't plan on working for Disney again. But I called out on Wednesday and interviewed at Helena and they gave me the job. And then Thanksgiving was the next day. So I was like, you know what? Originally, I wasn't even going to go home for Thanksgiving because I was going to have to work. I said, you know what, bro? I have this job. I have some money saved up because I knew you also like you can't just quit a job because you have like there's generally like even if you have another job lined up I, I don't I haven't even got my first paycheck from Haleo yet I'm gonna get it on Friday so it's like you have to have some money saved up yeah of course you, can, you know when you're between jobs and so I was just like you know what I have I already have my rent for that for the month of November I was like I already have that saved up um, I have a little extra money as well that I can use, you know, until my next paycheck comes in, and I, I was just like, you know what, I got this job, I'm just gonna quit, like, I'm, I'm done with Disney. you know, I have this job lined up, I have some money saved, and I want to go home for the holidays, so why, why wait, you know what I mean, like, I yeah. want to go home, so I just, I basically I freaking talked to my dad, he got me a ticket, you know, to fly home, and uh, talked to the people at Disney, I terminated my program, and that, that's just what happened. If Haleo hadn't, hired me, like, as fast as they did, like, in pretty much immediately. I probably wouldn't have been able to do that because, you know, you got have a paycheck. But since they hired me so fast, I just, you know, made the, the decision a lot easier. Yeah. Sounds like a wild couple of weeks. It was. Eh, not even a couple of weeks, bro.
1: It was like a wild week. Wild week. Thanksgiving. That's nuts. At least you got to go home, though. That's good. So So, Haleo is, like, high-end restaurant. Down in no in Orlando.
0: Well, and... here so here's the interesting thing. There's four. There's like four. It's like four or five locations. Yeah, there's one in DC. Hmm. You can totally look it up. What's interesting about Haleo? Shout out Haleo. Um, it is called Haleo by Jose Andres. He's the guy who kind of founded it. He is credited with bringing. So Haleo is a kind of restaurant where you pay a lot and then you get like small plates. Hmm. But it's, it's not, it's not like kind of snooty, I guess, so to speak. It's small plates, but they're very, like, they're, it's high-end food, and Jose Andres is credited with bringing small plates to America, basically. Mm. They're called tapas, uh, and he's credited with, like, bringing these small plates of food to, uh, to America, and the main thing you get there is called the Haleo Experience, and it's, it's like $95, but it's six waves of tastings of like all these different, you know, the best, basically the best foods on the menu. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a really cool and like in, intricate, interesting restaurant. You know what I mean? It's got a lot of like, I think it's great because if you go and you really like try to because like for me, part of the training I went through, I have to explain the dishes a lot to people, like give them mm-hmm. what it is. Cause it's like, they're paying a lot of money. You want to make sure they know like there's reason for it this is why this costs this much and stuff like that or whatever i don't say that but i'm like no of course this is why I, this is a fancy food so um <clears throat> if you go what's cool what i like about Haleo is if you go and you really like listen to the food runners or the servers and stuff like that and like look admire the restaurant stuff it really is an experience you know and i think it's worth the money that, that you pay for it you
1: would say that they just hired you yeah right i would <laughs> i
0: would but
1: i do i like it Oh, that's not, I've never worked in, in the food industry before. I've heard both good and horrible things about it. So hopefully, hopefully it pans out for you, but.
0: Well, I think honestly, it's location. Like, I mm. feel like your, your job could suck. Like you like I said, Animal Kingdom, I was in food, that sucked. But now I am at Haleo and I like it a lot. So.
1: Is that kind of where you want to, like, where you want to stay or have you been re reevaluating? And by stay, I mean, like high-end food industry or have you been kind of reevaluating? because i know we're you're talking about like guest relations and doing things like that so where are you at with that sort of stuff now
0: well that's a great question and to be honest i didn't even mention and this is back to like the more flexibility aspect for why i quit with disney i wanted a job that was more flexible and with haleo it is more flexible and i'm making more money so With Disney, like I said, working five, six days a week. At Haleo, I'm going to work four days a week because I want to spend the other time focusing on social media because that's what I want to do full-time. And with Haleo, I love the fact that I I get the opportunity to communicate with so many people every day because Mm -hmm. that's I've always known whatever job I do, I want to be able to do that. And it's kind of been a little bit of a, what's like a, I can't think of a word for it. It's been a little bit of a negative for me. I haven't really known exactly. This is the field I want. You know what I mean? Like I want to do, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I I don't know exactly what I want to be. I've just known that I want to communicate with others. And what I love about Haleo, like I said, is that I'm able to do that, but I'm also given the freedom and the flexibility to work on social media, which at the moment is just really kind of what my dream is so to speak
1: there you go all right well give the social medias a plug it's almost one i know you got some football to watch we've been talking for like an hour and a half so i, I think this a good... social
0: medias is just my name z a n e b u r k zane Burke.
1: check them out links will be in the description i think this is a great place to wrap it up really appreciate awesome. your time especially on short notice always a great Here's conversation there. always a pleasure man
0: Hey, you too, my guy. Always great talking to you. World XP Podcast. Guys, watch some more episodes. I know you might love listening to me, but go check out some other episodes too. Sounds
1: good with that. We'll wrap this up. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. See ya.